Welcome back to Via the Source, where you can get news about the entire NFL and, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Here's Steven, your host. What's up, guys? Today's date is July 29th. I'm Steven Masso. As always, you're listening to Via the Source. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be going over some of the major notes from the first day of training camp for the Miami Dolphins. We also have a major headline, that being the situation involving Xavier Howard, who has now requested a trade from the Miami Dolphins. We're going to start off today's episode with that. We're going to go in depth, as well as have some minor points from news from across the NFL. But first, we're going to begin, and again, this is going to be a kind of lengthy dive into the whole situation regarding Xavier Howard. So, There were already rumors circulating for some time now that Xavier Howard was going to ask to be traded. Of course, there were some disputes with his contract, and even though Brian Flores and others said they wanted to get a deal done, it seemed like there was nothing that had been put in place. Well, that became more solidified two days ago when Xavier Howard released a pretty lengthy statement. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I will talk about some of the major points from here. So, to summarize Xavier Howard's statement, he begins it by saying that he loves his teammates. He says that they are his family. Now, then he goes into the whole contract dispute. He said he signed a contract with the Dolphins back in 2018 that he even admits he didn't completely understand or feel comfortable with. He said that he outperformed the deal at that point. He says that he is tasked with covering the opposition's best receiver and he feels like he didn't necessarily have help. And he says he is not even the highest paid cornerback on his own team. He says it's not even close. So, So he goes on to say that he tried to get a deal done with the Miami Dolphins. He says him and his team feel like there was a proposal in place that would have been a positive for both the team and for his side that makes him feel more respected, that satisfies both needs. But in the end, the Dolphins didn't elect to go with that. So he says at this point, he does not feel respected by the Dolphins and he is going to take a business first approach. And he says that is why he is requesting a trade from the team. says up until he is traded though he's going to handle himself like a professional he's going to be showing up to the practices but he is just there so he doesn't get fined so first things first here I think Xavier Howard wanting some more money it makes sense did he outperform his deal I think so to some degree some would argue that he only had one really good season while still being on that deal and he had battled a ton of injuries I understand that as well but him wanting more money I think is approach that a lot of NFL players would have also taken so I'm not completely shocked by that whatsoever, right? But then I don't like some of the points in this statement where it seems like he's kind of vilifying the Dolphins. It looks like he's putting them in a position where it makes them look bad. It looks like they are completely in the wrong. And the first point that I want to really point out here is in that second or third paragraph where he says himself in 2018, I signed an extension that I'll admit I didn't completely understand or feel comfortable with. That in no way is the Miami Dolphins fault. You are admitting yourself that you signed a deal that you didn't understand and you didn't feel comfortable with. At that point, how are you going to blame the Dolphins for something that you didn't necessarily understand the severity of? All right. Now, the next part here that I don't necessarily agree with is that he says he is shadowing the opposition's best player with little help, and that proves his value, his worth. And 
him implying that I think that he has no help out there, I think is completely wrong. Because in 2020, the Dolphins overall had one of the best defenses in the league. Was he a large part of it? Absolutely. He was one of the better players in all of the NFL. Definitely a candidate for the Defensive Player of the Year. But saying that he had little help in this instance, I think is completely far-fetched. He had Byron Jones, who is a very solid cornerback at worst. I think there's a potential for him to be better. Uh, some would argue he had a disappointing season last year. Sure, I could understand why. But to say that he had little help, I think is completely wrong. Maybe the secondary wasn't as stacked as some of these other teams. But if you look at the entire scheme that the Dolphins had in place, where it was instilling this kind of fear in opposing teams' offenses, where there was just a mass level of confusion that really put Xavier Howard in a good position to thrive and get a lot of these turnovers, I think him downplaying that and saying that he had little help to kind of paint the Dolphins as this disorganized organization or a roster that was completely depleted of talent, I think in this instance is not accurate. Now, if you guys have been listening to my podcast, I've kind of been talking about this idea that Xavier Howard would be traded. I've probably been talking about it now for a year, maybe a little bit more than a year. And that is because of several reasons. The first one was when they initially signed Byron Jones, having two of the highest paid cornerbacks on one team, to me, just seemed like somebody had to go. I know everyone was saying that maybe Brian Flores, a defensive-minded coach, just places a lot of value on the cornerback position. And I was like, okay, maybe we can roll with that for a bit. But overall, at that point, things were already not looking good. And then when they elected to draft Noah Igbenogany, in the first round, to me, it was all but clear there are too many cooks now in the kitchen. Xavier Howard is likely not going to be there. And again, this is my opinion, but what I think the Dolphins were doing was, to some degree, betting against Xavier Howard having a terrific season. And I'm saying that because if you look at where Xavier Howard was at, he had been having off-the-field issues, he was arrested for a domestic uh, issue, and then on top of that, he had knee issues that hurt him a lot throughout the 2019 season to the extent that during the offseason he had a surgery on that knee. I think there were a lot of reasons for the Dolphins to kind of be of the mindset that okay maybe we have to move away at some point in the near future and get out of this contract with Xavier Howard. So to me at that point it seemed entirely realistic that maybe they weren't betting on him being absolutely terrible but they were betting on him having a pretty solid, maybe above average being on that kind of continuous pass where he was on the brink of being elite. Some would argue he was, some would argue he wasn't quite there, but I was willing to bet that they thought he was kind of in that area and they would be able to ship him off to a team that is a contender, that's making a playoff push, that would maybe uh, give up a big haul in return because they very desperately need a cornerback for the playoffs or something like that. That is how I think the Dolphins were approaching this entire Xavier Howard situation. Now, as we all know, he ended up being a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. He ended up being kind of the cornerstone of this defense and was a tremendous help. So in that aspect, if you want to blame the Dolphins for kind of being wrong in that instance, again, that's just my opinion of how I think they approached it. I think they just made a bet. Things didn't pan out the way many people would hope. And I think right now, the proper approach for us to take as we continue to discuss this is with the idea in mind that Xavier Howard will 
will be traded. So we're going to talk about some of the potential landing spots that I think he could go to and some of the hauls that I think the Dolphins could get in return for Xavier Howard. Now, as for the kind of compensation the Dolphins can expect to receive, it has been reported that they would want two first round picks. There are also beat writers kind of implying the same thing that they should get two first round picks as well as a lot of fans on Twitter kind of demanding that same level of compensation. I think people are looking at the more recent trades involving some of the elite secondary guys like Jamal Adams who got two first round picks back in his trade and the same thing could be said about Jalen Ramsey and people want that same haul in return. Now, Personally, again, this is my opinion. I don't expect the Dolphins to get two first round picks in return for Xavier Howard. I would be ecstatic if they do end up getting two first round picks. Again, at the end of the day, if they could work a deal out, that would be awesome. But if he ends up getting traded, two first round picks would be awesome. I just don't think it's going to happen because when you look at Jamal Adams, when you look at Jalen Ramsey, both of those guys had proven by the ages of 24 or 25 that they were all pro talents and the potential for them to grow into more, the level of appeal they had, not just to teams that were in contention, but still to teams that wanted to continue to build, made a ton of sense why you would give up that kind of haul in return. Now, Xavier Howard being 28 years old, having that risk with the knee issues, I think his appeal deals more strictly with teams that are in contention immediately. Could they still get a decent haul in return? Sure, but losing out on that potential, losing out on having that idea that a guy could be come even more, I think is going to hold back for the Dolphins from getting two first round picks. So what I'm expecting is maybe a first round pick and a little bit more, maybe a first and a low end player, a second and a higher end player, maybe a starter. I think all of that is realistic, but getting two first round picks, I don't know if that's necessarily what's going to happen. Now, other people are saying, well, the Dolphins are a team that was on the cusp of a playoff run. So maybe they should be looking at players instead of more future draft capital. Also uh, an idea that makes total sense. So with that in mind, people are looking at what they consider to be the Dolphins' biggest need. And right now, the glaring issue for a lot of people seems to be the running back position. So people are looking across the NFL and saying, okay, what can, what teams can we trade with and get a decent running back in return? Now, the first one that has been mentioned heavily on Twitter, and it's an idea that I'm a fan of, but I don't know if the other team would be willing to do it, is getting Kareem Hunt from the Cleveland. Browns. I do expect the Browns to be in the mix here for Xavier Howard. I just don't think they're going to want to give up Kareem Hunt to do it. As I mentioned on Dolphins Talk, I think Kareem Hunt is a top five running back in terms of his level of talent. He is just a victim of having low volume because he is on a team that happens to have another top five running back in Nick Chubb. And I do think the Cleveland Browns have an approach where they want to stick with the ground game. Nick Chubb has had issues staying healthy and I I don't know if the Cleveland Browns would necessarily want to rock the boat to the extent where they would trade away one of their most important players on the offensive side, that being Kareem Hunt. So while I do really like the idea, I would be ecstatic with landing Kareem Hunt and maybe a little bit more in that kind of a trade. I just don't know if the Cleveland Browns would necessarily be open to giving him up. Now the next team here, and this is one of the splashier ones and the idea of it being splashy also means I think the likelihood of it happening is 
a lot lower, and that is making a trade with the New Orleans Saints and getting Alvin Kamara somehow in return. Now, like the Cleveland Browns, I do expect the New Orleans Saints to be interested in a guy like Xavier Howard, but I don't expect them to give up a guy who is currently with Drew Brees retiring this past offseason, the face of their franchise. I don't expect them to give up Alvin Kamara. But at the same time, if the New Orleans Saints are looking at their roster, they have an idea in mind that maybe they want to rebuild. The running back position, I don't think personally is one that you necessarily build around unless you have an absolute stud like a guy like Derrick Henry. So maybe in some slim chances, they would be willing to give up Alvin Kamara in a trade. I think it would be an extremely massive headline. It would be interesting, but I don't expect it to happen. Now, the next team here, if you had to give me one team that I bet to land Xavier Howard, it is going to be the Dallas Cowboys. Now, there could also be some running backs in the mix here if you're looking at guys who could be traded from Dallas. And the first one we're going to talk about here is Ezekiel Elliott. That would be, I think, getting the best running back the Dolphins would have had since Ricky Williams. Ezekiel Elliott had a down season last year. He missed some time. He struggled with fumbles. There is the potential the Cowboys are looking at this situation and wanting to get out of that contract. I've alluded to in the past pretty heavily how the Dallas Cowboys have struggled with their secondary. I feel like even though they got Micah Parsons in the first round, and I absolutely love that pick, them going after a guy like Pat Sertan uh, Jr. would have also been a great move, and they weren't able to do that. So them bolstering their secondary with a guy who is from the Texas area, I think makes total sense, and I do expect them to be interested. Xavier Howard liked a picture on Instagram, so Ezekiel Elliott getting traded here, it may not be likely, but it'd be a move that I'm frankly in favor of. Another idea could be them trading away Tony Pollard and some picks in return. Pollard was able to step in for Ezekiel Elliott on a few instances, and in those instances, he was able to replicate his production or even play better than him last season. I think a lot of Cowboy fans are very excited about the idea of them going with Pollard instead of Ezekiel Elliott more and more in the future, so that's a guy that could also be in the mix. Now, anytime it comes to trade rumors with the Dallas Cowboys, you have to look at the multitude of weapons they have at the wide receiver position, and the guy that is always talked about being traded is Michael Gallup. Now, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately for the Dolphins, their wide receiver unit right now appears to be stacked, so I don't expect him to necessarily be wanting to make a move for a wide receiver, but it just needs to be said because personally, I am such a big fan of Michael Gallup. I think he has that wide receiver one potential. I think he is in a similar situation to how Stephon Diggs was kind of stuck behind Adam Thielen, and once he went somewhere else where he was the undisputed clear number one target, he really blew up. Now, I don't think Michael Gallup would necessarily blow up to the extent where he's a top five receiver like Stephon Diggs was, but I do think Michael Gallup is a guy who is also kind of like Kareem Hunt, just a victim of not getting the volume that he truly does deserve. Now, the next team here, this is the one that you're going to see in the majority of the headlines. It seems like the dots on this one are very easy to connect, and it's with the Arizona Cardinals because they have a superstar of their own in Chandler Jones, who over the course of the past week has been voicing his displeasure and his desire to be traded away from the team. So a lot of people are connecting the dots. He has a history there with Coach Brian Flores. Could the Dolphins be interested in bringing in a 31-year-old Chandler Jones? Now, a lot of people are suggesting that it should be a player-for-player player swap. Now, frankly, I'm not of the mindset that that should be the case. Chandler Jones, while he was absolutely amazing, 
amazing in 2019. He had 19 total sacks that season. Last year, he missed the majority of the season with what was a very serious bicep tear. To me, that is way more severe than all the injury stuff that Xavier Howard has had to deal with. So if there is a trade involving Chandler Jones, I'm hoping the Dolphins wouldn't do just a player for player swap and they make a trade for Chandler Jones and they're also able to get more in that deal. Now, as for the last two teams I want to mention, the next one is the Houston Texans and this one's kind of being alluded to more and more with the idea in mind the Dolphins may still be interested in making a package deal for Deshaun Watson. Now, while I don't see it as realistic that any team, frankly, makes a deal while these cases are still pending against Deshaun Watson, it seems like more and more that is why the reports are referring to Xavier Howard possibly being traded to the Texans. Again, I don't see it as likely. And then if you want to make a loose connection, Xavier Howard is, of course, from the Houston area. So that could also potentially be in play. Now, the last team I want to mention here, it's again, not likely. I think the Kansas City Chiefs would have to work some serious cat magic to get Xavier Howard in there. But at the end of the day, I said on Dolphins Talk as well that I have never seen a fan base cling on to one player the same way that I've seen the Chiefs cling on to Xavier Howard. They wanted him before the draft. Anytime there's trade rumors circulating about Xavier Howard, Chiefs fans are all over it. And even till this day, I still see Chiefs fans begging for the team to go after Xavier Howard. It seems like they really love him as a player. So based on how Chiefs fans want him, I have to include him here as well. But again, they would have to work some serious magic to get him onto the team. Now, to talk about some of the notes from the first day of practice over here, uh, a few of them, of course, we're going to begin with quarterback Tua Tungovailoa. And the clip that you may see going around on Twitter right now was a massive 65-yard touchdown pass to Albert Wilson. It appears like Albert Wilson burned the defenders that were on him. And then Tua was able to throw a magnificent pass down the field, showcase that arm strength that a lot of people have been questioning recently. But overall, it was a dime and he connected with Albert Wilson on a deep reception. Then later on, he connected with tight end Adam Shaheen. He did a nice little pass on the run. And then aside from that, there are other clips of him connecting with guys like Will Fuller on little slants and things of that nature. As for the bad with Tua Tungavailoa, he had several interceptions. One of them he took the blame for himself. He said it was a bad throw. And the other one, he said it was miscommunication. Omar Kelly went on to say he believes that one was intercepted by uh, Andrew Van Ginkle and the other one was intercepted, I believe, by Jerome Baker. Now, to get into some of the notes from the running backs here, Omar Kelly went on to say that Miles Gaskin looks phenomenal out there, that his cuts look extremely impressive, and this is just continuing to build off all the positive notes we've heard throughout the offseason about Miles Gaskin really improving as a player, but not only that, him embracing this role of taking on a kind of leader mentality, which is awesome to hear about. On top of that, Savan Ahmed, somebody that I kind of raved about last season, his ability to hit the outside I thought was extremely valuable, and I thought really warranted him being a member of the team this upcoming season as well. Kind of a thunder and lightning approach in terms of a running back by committee. Well, Omar Kelly kind of reiterated that and said he looked extremely fast, but one player that he said looked slow when he left it at that was rookie running back Jared Dokes. So, of course, there continues to be a lot of positive things being said about Albert Wilson. Uh, Albert Wilson is an extremely intriguing guy because a lot of people are recognized that Tua Tungavailoa likes to get the ball out quick. He likes to rely on those short 
short intermediate passes and a lot of people of course mentioned how he likes to throw the slants well that's kind of Albert Wilson's expertise he's a guy that if you can get the ball in his hands as we saw back in 2018 especially in that game against the Bears get the ball in Albert Wilson's hands and you can let him work his magic again I think this wide receiver room is slowly becoming stacked and I'm very sure that Albert Wilson if he's on the field for the Dolphins could have an immediate impact that was surely missed last season now as for rookie wide receiver Jalen Waddle, a lot of people are turning their heads at practice and saying dang this guy is fast going to the extent to say that Jalen Waddle may be one of the fastest players they have ever seen so of course when you look at the Dolphins and their struggles down the field it seems like they addressed that in the biggest way they could by bringing in not only him but by bringing in the deep ball expertise of Will Fuller as well I'm very intrigued about what Tua can do throwing the ball deep down the field this season. So before we wrap it up, there is one bigger note that may be something that's kind of negative, and it was that Will Fuller appeared to leave practice early. Nobody really reported anything seeing a limp or him appearing to be injured, but still it may be worth noting that he had left practice early yesterday. So all that information was gathered from a ton of the beat writers, including the guys at Miami Herald and Sun Sentinel, including Omar Kelly, some of the guys at Five Reason Sports, and we're going to move on to some of the notes I've seen from across the NFL. The major one here is Aaron Rodgers, who also reported back to practice. He, of course, is disgruntled with his entire situation. And during his press conference, you could really pick up on that, that he was very disgruntled. And when asked about whether he considered retirement, he said that he, in fact, did consider retiring. So earlier this week, him and both Devontae Adams, the wide receiver for Green Bay, posted pictures of Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan, kind of alluding to the last dance reference and having a lot of people uh, thinking that this may be their last final go at a Super Bowl together. Of course, Aaron Rodgers has one, but he has not got one with Devontae Adams. In an effort to apparently please Aaron Rodgers, though, the Packers made a move by trading for his longtime receiver in Randall Cobb. So, of course, he says he's happy with that. But as for him retiring after this upcoming season, just generally based on his tone, it seems like he is a guy who is just completely at peace with the idea of retiring. Of course, it's harder to kind of get somebody's feel from just their tone, but when you compare it to a guy like uh, Tom Brady, who kind of comes off as a lot more aggressive when he speaks and his desire to continue playing, you don't necessarily get that same feeling when you listen to Aaron Rodgers currently. Now, another little final note, I kind of alluded to Michael Gallup earlier. During practice, there's a clip going around of him going after a deep ball in the corner of the end zone, and it appears like the Cowboys have a very short practice field where the fences are very close to the end zone and he actually ended up flipping over that fence. Now luckily it appeared like he wasn't injured but a lot of people on Twitter were very frustrated with this and you can kind of tell that it seems very reckless on the part of the Cowboys to be not thinking ahead and really putting a player's safety in the forefront of their minds. It really just seems like they're asking for an injury. So guys that is how I'm going to wrap up today's episode. As always you can follow me on Twitter that is at ShadySteven and at via the source. I would appreciate any follows. If you have any comments or topics, things you'd like for me to discuss in a future episode, you can feel free to reach out to me on there. But guys, that is how I'm going to wrap it up. Until next time, I'm Stephen Masso, and this was Via the Source.